Turundusraadio. Hello dear listeners and welcome to a marketing radio talk show number 270. I'm Manu Malnaritz from the Institute of Marketing in Estonia and I have a guest today via Skype who is Mr. Yannick Gatti and who is a growth expert and we are today talking about growth marketing. Hello. Hey, hello. It's uh, nice to be here in, uh, in your show. So uh, very excited to speak at your event uh, on May 17th. So uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm already excited to do a little uh, warming up like this uh, pop-up show. So uh, it's great. Very so, good. Uh, very excited. So let's start from the beginning. I know that most of the Estonians are thinking about what is really growth hacking? What is how does it connect to marketing? Why do we talk about this in a marketing context? So, what do you say? Yeah, what uh, how I'd explain growth hacking to the Estonians? Um, yeah, that's actually the best question to start. Probably, um, I think yeah, for me, growth hacking is actually um, yeah, it's definitely marketing related, and how we always describe it is as a process of rapid experimentation. So I think the biggest difference with marketing is that, um, yeah, a growth hacker always try to do things that are, um, yeah, testable, uh, measurable, and scalable. Um, so that's already quite a quite a difference. And how we always explain this to our clients or people we work with is, um, yeah, that we actually try to go on a kind of treasure hunt to find the most efficient marketing mix, um, where marketers they have like. Um, yeah, they have a marketing plan and they tend to uh, stick to it. Um, and you make your plan in the beginning of the year for a, for a whole year or for at least a couple of months. But with growth hacking, it's more like uh, yeah, an experimental process where you iterate uh, week by week or uh, sprint by sprint um, and where you always try to uh, yeah, improve on the things that you are doing. Um, and for example, how we do it at uh, the Growth Revolution, uh, which is the agency I, uh, I'm working for that I launched, um, is basically we work in two-week cycles. And um, every two weeks, we set a couple of goals. Uh, for example, let's say very simple that we want to increase uh, organic website traffic. Then we will define uh, a couple of experiments that will help us to uh, yeah, to improve that uh, to improve that metric, and um, to do that, we set a couple of uh, tactics. And for each tactic, we will make an estimate of yeah, how long will us will it take us? How much will it cost? And especially, what's the uh, yeah the expected result um, uh, regarding to the yeah to the end goal we have in mind? Um, and after every two weeks, we will uh, yeah we will do an analysis and see yeah which tactics perform best and um, yeah, which tactics should we try to scale or which tactics should we try to stop using. And uh, I think there is a big difference because this approach is quite data driven. And uh, as yeah, probably all people know, uh, and I, I guess it's quite the same thing in uh, Estonian companies, is that uh, most marketers are not that obsessed uh, with data. So um, yeah, in one sentence, I'd explain growth hacking as uh, 
yeah, data-driven uh, experimental marketing on uh, on steroids or something. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I just wanted to thank you because I think that it was, it's one of the best examples of explanation of growth hacking to someone who doesn't know it. So it was really clear and precise with a good example. Yeah. So thanks for opening. I got the question a couple of times uh, before. So uh, Okay, yeah. I do understand that. <laughs> you have to be fluent in explaining. But tell me yeah. also. So this type of work, we, we we have all known that it comes or origins from startups, but the big corporations, probably in in Belgium, you you work with big companies. How do they manage to 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 really work in 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 growth hacking without uh, something that they cannot promise really the, the the big guys or directors in the company that we will for sure follow this marketing plan and get results how can they manage to approach these uh, growth hacking topics within the bigger companies yeah. I think yeah. The, uh, for me, there's two uh, two questions in your question. I think the yeah, first one is maybe uh, more. <laughs> how how do, yeah? How do you use it? I think uh, for example, if I look at how we work with clients, I see two main uh, types of uh, growth hacking uh, ways of uh, of using. Um, and the first one is yeah, you can use it to validate new business ideas. For example, we work for large okay. corporations such as ING Bank, uh, Philips, uh, and so on. Um, and what we always try to do there is we use the modern marketing ways or the growth hacking uh, tactics to um, actually validate or, or sometimes invalidate new business ideas. So let's say uh, a bank or a telecommunications company has a has a new idea for an app or, or a new feature in one of their existing services or products. Um, yeah, it's easy then to uh, to use like um, what we call experiment design. Um, and for example, you set up a landing page, you drive advanced social media traffic to the landing page, and you measure the interest in a potential product or service. So that's very simply said, one way of doing it. It's more on the innovation side of companies, uh, where you use it purely as uh, yeah, evidence-based marketing instead of trying to yeah to get growth. You actually want to gather evidence whether something new is going to work or not, and then. The, the second option, um, and there we all we also use it in startups or corporates, uh, both of them. It's mainly focused in the marketing uh, area, and there we look for, um, yeah, to to give it. I think the best explanation there is to say campaign driven, um, because of course, yeah, big corporations they need. Um, yeah, they need marketing plans. So I'm definitely not going to say that growth hacking is there to replace marketing plans. But what we always try to do is to at least keep a bit of the plan in time-wise or, or budget-wise for um, experiments. And uh, for example, for uh, Playmobil, uh, the, Dutch, uh, the German uh, toy uh, company, um, what we do there is they have their marketing budget related to uh, brand storytelling, uh, campaigning, and so on. But for like 10% of the plan, um, we leave it blank in the beginning of the year for experiments. And around top topicals, we always try to do uh, yeah, some growth marketing campaigns. And um, last year, we, all, we, all, um, we did a great one. Um, for example, there we, uh, we thought we wanted to reach... Um, um, no, sorry, let me take one step back. Um, long story short, uh, Playmobil, they lost like a lot of uh, legitimate uh, 
email addresses due to GDPR uh, regulation. Okay. Um, and we needed to come up with like a solid plan um, to get a fast inflow um, of new opt-ins uh, to okay. for their newsletter. What we did there is like um, uh, we actually came up with a campaign where we wanted to select the uh, an election of the daycare uh, of the year. And we did it very growth hacking wise because yeah, we scraped all uh, the daycares in the country, send them um, offline material for the kids in the daycare um, to upload a, a picture. And then daycares, they should um, share it as much as possible to get um, yeah as much votes on their pictures as possible to earn like a new um, play corner from Playmobil for free in their uh, in their daycare, and uh, doing this very growth hacking wise and playing on the aspect of sharing with a low budget resulted in like uh, amazing results. The case is actually on our website, I think, uh, and I also share it in my workshop uh, in May in Tallinn. But um, yeah, it, it, I think it actually proves that with growth hacking, that with less budget and with the great the the, the right mindset. You can achieve, um, yeah, quite a lot, and um, I think it's uh, it's mostly about uh, about mindset. So, to your question, how do do companies structure it? I think, yeah, start with a non-obligatory growth meeting or something like that, and try to do one experiment uh, to get started. And um, there's like a lot of content material on the internet um, to get you going, and. Um, yeah, I think these days um, there, there are so many things you can try to uh, to support one of your business goals. Um, just try to do it in another way because probably we, we can all agree that the the marketing tricks all of us are using are getting quite uh, saturated. Uh, for example, Facebook ads or Google AdWords. Um, yeah, we're not getting the value that uh, that we're paying for. So uh, we need to find uh, we need to actually find uh, more. Uh, more better ways or more creative ways. If I understand correctly your approach with the bigger companies, it is that you are you are mainly starting with up to 10% of the budget that is left for experiments. Do you have an experience that you grow from the 10% initially, they thought that, okay, let's start to make some cool stuff, really turning around all the practices, the old ones as well, that have the 90% of the budget and going to more experimental marketing? Yeah, uh, there, there definitely there are examples, but I think in general, uh, the 10%, of course, is just, uh, yeah, it's just a number and it also depends from company to company. I think the cool thing there is that, um, yeah, by doing by making it experimental and non-obligatory, you leave the space to what you actually, you just said it yourself, to do cool things. And I think, um, yeah, the strength of it is definitely in the freedom. So that's, uh, I think for me, that's quite a good thing. Um, to turn it actually around where growth hacking gets 90% of the budget and regular marketing 10%, yeah, that's probably not something I believe in because every company need like, uh, yeah, and, and an in-depth strategy that's uh, that's executed uh, over the whole year, uh, where you focus on uh, on yeah your brand storytelling and yeah promotional actions and all kinds of things. But I think the the beauty is that uh, the experimental approach. Um, what I earlier said is that we we mainly tell companies that we go on a treasure hunt, and by making it so informal, is that. Um, 
yeah, it gives you the opportunity to to find new ways of marketing. And every time you you do something new and you see that it's uh, that it's working or that it pays off, uh, you can try to scale it and uh, yeah, put it in your uh, long term marketing strategy. Um, and then there's growth hacking to yeah find more new things. Um, so I think it's just more uh, it's it's more a layer on top of your uh, your marketing strategy than that it's there to uh, to replace it um, in the end. And based on your explanation, you very well defined that growth hacking is something cool and marketing is something uncool, isn't it? Um, I, think marketing is, I think marketing is very cool, otherwise I wouldn't be <laughs> in, this, uh, in this domain. No, no, I think marketing Just is very cool. But, but I think uh, the, the, the main problem in marketing today is, and um, uh, I, I think that's in every country almost, is that a lot of marketers are a bit lazy and uh, they try to yeah repeat each other um, and if one company is doing uh, Facebook ads for example or Instagram story advertising yeah all the other ones in that industry start to doing it start doing it as well and I think that is the biggest problem with uh, with marketing where growth hacking yeah all the growth hacking cases you see are pretty cool out of the box uh, campaigns or tactics or whatever and it just proves uh, more uh, creativity and um, I think marketing is, is still very cool, but I think more companies should uh, try to get more creative. And also for the bigger companies, um, yeah, it doesn't matter how big your budget is, always try to think outside of the box and, uh, and handle your campaigns a bit more uh, creative. Um, because uh, most companies, or at least many companies, are kind of doing uh, the same thing. And uh, I think that's definitely not a good thing for, uh, for marketing. But um, I see, I already see a shift coming there, so uh, that's a good thing. And I think growth marketing is definitely one of the one of the things that is uh, speeding that process up. But if I now come, uh, we have talked to both uh, both edges. We have talked about the big companies and about the startups a bit. Let's talk also about the medium-sized companies. In Estonian term, the medium-sized company is someone who probably have has not more than 50 persons working in a company. Probably in your terms, you would call it small, but it's probably not a startup or maybe in a more conservative field. And let's say that they have their own brand, they have been in the market, but the budget is not if, if if you take the small budget what they have they pretty much have an approach to continue what they do or do something new but they if you tend to 10% out of the budget it might be so little that no one even starts to think about the innovative ways what would be your solution there um, I think yeah 10% of a very low budget is still 10% so I think it, it, it doesn't depend that much on the budget um, of course you need some budget to support your advertisements or, or whatever you you want to do but uh, in the end um, for example all the big um, the big examples of the, the the famous growth hacking cases from startups uh, let's take Dropbox for example the, mo the, mm -hmm. the, the most famous uh, growth hacking case yeah, Dropbox was also only 50 people or, or less than 50 people when they uh, when they pulled that uh, that famous growth hacking trick. So I think the size of the company really doesn't matter. It's, for me, it's just a question of uh, or, or a case of looking outside of the box and 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 trying to do things differently. Um, and for example, uh, companies with like a really big budget. Uh, I'm not going to give names, but um, yeah, companies that buy certain uh, 
advertisements on, let's say, uh, the Super Bowl or whatever, the most expensive advertising space spaces. Um, yeah, they pay like a lot of money, but they completely miss um, their uh, yeah the, the, their uh, their their goal or or providing the value they should do. While with a with a small or even non-existing budget, you sometimes can do uh, yeah very cool things as long as you push the limits of a, of a platform. Um, for example, with uh, with Instagram, uh, yeah, you can already do a lot um, if you put in the time and the effort um, uh, without spending uh, spending the money. Companies that are only 50 people uh, and and have only two or three people working in marketing, um, let's say it's a B2B company, yeah, you can target exactly the person you want to target on LinkedIn, for example. Um, so I think there is always a way to uh, to stand out and to do something. Uh, other companies haven't done yet, but of course, uh, it requires a creative uh, thinking process. Absolutely. If I go back to that two weeks rule, what you what you told at the beginning, yeah. how is it divided be- between the analysis of the situation yeah. and the goals and measurements, creativity, yeah. and execution? If you yeah. take the two t- two weeks working time, what proportions? Do you spend on each of the, uh, these three? So every every cycle starts the same way, where we uh, we actually start with a kind of uh, yeah brainstorm, where we ideate on the on the actions we want to execute, and for each action we make an uh, an old school action list, and where we divide tasks, so everyone knows uh, what they will what they will have to do over the yeah the next two weeks, um, and next to that we go in um, yeah setting up the experiments. So that's actually execution, which normally takes up to one or one two three days, um, and then uh, once everything uh, is uh, executed, yeah we start running the yeah the actions. For example, the ads or uh, yeah we we launch the content or or whatever uh, the experiment might be, um, and then we run it for let's say yeah uh, over a little bit over a week um and then the last day of the two weeks we make like an analysis um and based on the analysis we might iterate on one of the actions um and we always set goals in the first brainstorm and then we um we decide on which actions to continue with and which actions to uh to stop doing and the actions we um yeah, we, we think uh, we, we still have confidence in and that, that work for us. We uh, we take them on to the next sprint and we try to, uh, yeah, to, to scale them. Um, if something works for a couple of hundred euros, we try to make it work for a couple of thousand euros, for example. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's actually the way, uh, the way it goes. Um, and that's also what I meant with growth hackers only do what is testable, measurable and scalable. Um, yeah, we always, we also, we always, aim for like campaigns or or to do's where we know that yeah we can do a small test we can measure it quite easily and based on the measurement or analysis we make we can decide whether we can scale this or not excellent uh, I, I just wonder do you have one team working with one sprint during two weeks or do people have different tasks um, how we do it as an agency, um, we always have like one project lead that's more uh, someone with a strategic background who yeah who guides uh, who guides and guards uh, the, the the process and the project. 
Uh, it's more sort of a project manager who, yeah, who leads and facilitates the brainstorm, who divides the action, and who is the point of contact between all the participants. And then we have a couple of people uh, supporting the sprints uh, based on their skill set. So we have, for example, if we need to create a landing page, there is a designer. If we need content or copy, we have like a copywriter or content creator. Uh, we always have one growth marketer available for a sprint because, yeah, we might need uh, support with paid advertising or uh, yeah, some uh, some tech savviness to to set up marketing automation or anything like that. So uh, it re it really depends from. Um, from whatever we need, so you need different uh, different skill sets. But um, yeah, the best way to to get started is to have like one person responsible for uh, yeah for the whole process, and uh, that person has to make sure everyone does what uh, what uh, is expected from them. What's the biggest headache in this process? Time, uh, definitely, um, and uh, it depends on the the company you work with. Uh, I really like. Uh, all sizes of companies, but for example, if you work with a startup, there is a lot of flexibility and, and, and a lot of uh, flexibility and enthusiasm. If you want to do something, um, yeah, there are there is no policy or there is no uh, limitations. But if you work for a bigger company, um, I mentioned the companies, the type of companies we work for, then sometimes if you want to do an experiment, yeah, it has to go through legal. Um, you have to wait. Uh, it has to go to IT. You have to wait. Um, and all these kinds of permissions, um, yeah, make that it's really, uh, really difficult to um, to make progress sometimes. And uh, sometimes it's just a matter of, yeah, get going. And um, yeah, in the in the growth team of Philips, there is like a big poster in the office that says "ask forgiveness than for permission," and I like that a lot because it uh, yeah it reminds us that we can uh, yeah we just have to move forward and that we have to uh, have to push things forward. Of course, you always have to keep uh, regulations in mind and don't um, yeah don't do things that are not allowed like. Uh, abusing people's privacy or anything like that but um yeah i think speed is uh the most important thing that uh, that gives me a headache uh, every time so um companies that uh, that want to get started with growth hacking definitely need to make sure they uh their infrastructure is uh, is uh, right for it this is all right for it so what are the new trends and developments in growth hacking uh, new trends, yeah. There, of course, it will always be quite technical and tactical uh, game. So um, I think that that's also one of the questions people ask me a lot. And uh, I think th there's no point in uh, yeah in copying tactics uh, from each other. I think a new trend I see definitely is that um, making things personal um, is definitely something that uh, that still works. Um, for example, yeah, everyone I think everyone knows the. The famous growth hacking cases from like Dropbox and Airbnb, but uh, this week I read like a really nice article on uh, yeah a growth hack uh, Burger King did um, uh, this year, and they actually Burger King um, they made like uh, they found a smart way to work with influencers, where it normally costs like a fortune to work with them, uh, and it gets harder and harder to find the right influencers for your uh, for your product. Um, what Burger King did was actually they started favoriting and liking tweets from uh, famous influencers or influencers with the right audience from like nine to ten years ago. And all these people were, were like uh, tweeting 
um, what the hell, why is Burger King uh, favoriting tweets <laughs> from like 10 years ago? But by doing that, these people were already mentioning Burger King. So that was the first thing. And then Burger King said like, um, they, they mentioned something like, uh, sometimes it's good to, uh, uh, to, to uh, they said like something, some things from 2009 or 2010 are worth uh, rethinking, uh, like your old tweets, for example. Um, and then they mentioned uh, their, I think their, some of their price um, because they, they relaunched their product. Um, and they actually said like, yeah, we, we retweet, uh, we uh, refavorited your tweets from 2010. Uh, also rethink our product from 2010 and it's now uh, back available for a limited time which was mm-hmm. um yeah which was pretty smart and also uh casey neistat for example one of the most famous uh yeah vloggers he made a, a six or seven minute video about it uh he has 11 million followers so that's uh that's quite uh, uh free publicity so um it's actually a very smart move and i i think i'm i keep repeating myself but it's always like thinking outside of the box because this, for example, it's just favoriting tweets um, from yeah, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, that's very smart and it doesn't cost you uh, big advertisement budgets. It's just a, a smart way like, um, yeah, how can we get on our audience radar? And um, yeah, they, I think they did a really, uh, a really great job. Excellent. It was really an amazing case and thank you for sharing that. Um, So, uh, words of wisdom, if you should very concisely suggest to some company who hasn't really tried growth hacking, but after listening our podcast thinks that why not to start, then what they should do before really going to see some results. Okay. Uh, I think I, I think a good thing to end uh, and to keep in mind is, um, and that's always already always a good way to uh, to explain growth hacking, is um, yeah the the name uh, Takeru Kobayashi probably doesn't ring a bell with uh, a lot of people, but it's like a really tiny uh, Japanese guy, and um, yeah he became a couple of years ago ago he became the world champion in uh, hot dog eating, <laughs> and normally. Uh, <sighs> If you have like, uh, if you if you have an image of uh, a world champion hot dog eating, you expect like this uh, 200 kilograms uh, <laughs> beast uh, who uh, who eats like a lot of hot dogs. But this really tiny uh, Japanese guy, he was really smart. By he only um, ate the sausages and then <laughs> he, uh, uh, he he put his breath in the water. He had water to drink from. But he decided to do his bread in the water, which makes the bread like really small and digestible. So oh. he ate his, he could just like very fast put in, put in all the sausages and then digest all the bread. And yeah, the other ones, they, yeah, you can only put like one or two hot dogs at the same time in your mouth. But he could speed up because, yeah, he was smart and his bread was way smaller by doing it in, in the water. And um, yeah, by doing that, he actually found a loophole in the system and uh, it was really smart. I, I think he ate like 69 uh, hot dogs, which was the world record. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it, it definitely proves that um, if you are creative and you, you put some thought in things, there's always a way to do things in a more efficient way than your competitor or any other company is doing it. And um, 
I think um, yeah, that that pretty much explains what growth hacking is to me. Yeah, look for loopholes and look for ways to uh, yeah to to have a workaround in a in a way that everyone is using. Um, and my advice to companies who want to start uh, yeah yeah as soon as possible that that's the thing. Start as soon as possible. Start Monday and um, try to do one experiment at the same time. Uh, take one of your goals cut it in small pieces and try to do at least one thing you haven't uh, ever done marketing wise before. And then, um, yeah, it's all about experimenting. Um, and uh, again, the internet offers like uh, very much uh, yeah, solutions and, uh, and ideas to get going. So um, it's probably, uh, it's probably the best way uh, to get started. Excellent. Thank you for sharing. We are going to see you during Tallinn Marketing Week, 17th of May. Yes, absolutely. I'm, uh, again, I'm very excited to be there. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope uh, a lot of people are coming to my workshop. And um, yeah, I always love to, uh, to bring the growth hacking mindset to, uh, to new countries and um, yeah, to speak to people who are, who are willing to, uh, to, to learn more about, uh, about this topic. Um, so uh, I'm so excited and I think that most of our listeners are because it was so clear, it was so inspiring and probably I do expect that maybe some of them already started to do something so that they can report some results to you. So let's see, we have some time until May, but 17th of May, Yannick is going to be in Tallinn Marketing Week. And uh, for those who are in Estonia, uh, just next sentence is Estonian. Palun kuulake meid Delfi Taskus. Seal on järgmised saated ka. And Yannick, thank you a lot for being with us, for taking the time and inspiring everyone. Okay, you are very much uh, welcome. And uh, yeah, again, I'm looking forward to see all of you uh, and, uh, in May in uh, Tallinn. And uh, if people have questions, uh, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, I'm looking forward to meet all of you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Have a nice day. And dear listeners, okay. you listen us again in a week's time. Then we are back with new ideas and new inspiration. Sulle meeldis Turudus Radio. Teili endale meelde tuletus järgmiste saadete kohta Marketingi Instituudi kodulehelt. 